My name is Barry Robertson, the founder of The Grey Hill, and this is Insights, the podcast, your behind the scenes to theatre. Take your seat, the show is just about to begin. Welcome to the Greyhouse script writing competition in partnership with the University of Highlands and Islands. Don't forget to check out our website in the description to vote for this play to win the competition. In this episode, we listen to Gracie Shearer, who has written We Are the Only Love Gods, which is a story that follows two young people as they navigate the confines of romantic love and with insecurity and miscommunication. Slowly, it becomes clear that love is a much more complicated entity than either of them have imagined. This podcast starts with an interview and look in the description for the start time of the production. It's also performed by Lauren Alcock and Kelvin Taylor. Enjoy the performance. Gracie, thanks very much for joining us. Could you tell us about the plot of the play, please? Um, it's just a play which is about two people sort of navigating love, you know, young people trying to figure it all out. So, like, plot-wise, I there's not that much, so I don't want to give it away, but I think that that's a good overall branching summary. Brilliant. And can you tell us about the characters? Uh, well, there's two characters, Sammy and Nick, and um, both of them are not quite what they seem uh, in terms of what they see in each other. But I think fundamentally they're two people who are trying their best and who, um, you know, really do love each other or at least are trying to love each other you know so um yeah they're they're both kind of like grumpy i think that's kind of how i think of them i think they're both kind of grumpy <laughs> so what was the inspiration for writing the play with grumpy characters in it <laughs> good question um i would say probably um well, my friends all say it's quite funny because I come across as quite cheery and then I write or I make some sort of art and it's like the most emo, like angry thing you've ever heard or seen in your entire life. So I think that's kind of like <laughs> part of it. In a way, writing for me is a is a is a sort of release. It's it's a way of figuring things out, like maybe slightly darker or more complicated and more difficult things that like I have to or I'm experiencing in my life. So I think probably that's why there might be like a slightly kind of less jolly element to it like I think there's kind of funny bits I don't know what y'all 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 think there but um yeah like sort of sad angry undertones come across as well because that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out when I write like the sad and angry things in life. Now how does it feel to reach the final of the UHI writing competition? It feels brilliant um you know it's nice to have I mean, it's hard, isn't it, as someone who writes, because 
are you writing for yourself are you writing for other people like if your writing doesn't get validation like you still have to back it you know and I entirely would back this play if you guys had been like out in the first round away and go but um there's certainly something nice about like someone else saying you know what this is a piece of writing which is worth looking at and taking forward so yeah it's, it's really good and exciting and also I'm very excited to have my work read out by two actors so that's another pro so how does it feel to know then that the competition is going to be online and the final five will be on public view so why should people vote for this piece of writing over the other ones putting <laughs> you mean... on the spot now <laughs> My answer is sort of that, like, you ne you shouldn't unless you like it more. Like, don't, I, I'm not going to say to you, vote for mine because of this, vote for mine because of that. Like, I put, I've written something honest for you, you know, like, I put my honest experience down on paper. And so, like, hopefully that resonates and does its job. And, um, yeah, but at the same time, I want people to sort of, like, follow their own honest authentic sort of experience when listening to the play so if they have one that they love and it's not mine go and vote for that one you know um but if you do like mine please like it would be it'd be lovely if i got some votes and what would it mean to you if you won this competition uh just more validation which i think we all seek really in life um i'd be so excited i'd be so excited you know covid's rubbish and so you know to have something like that I had achieved and won you know during this pandemic that'd be wonderful it's my first ever like longer play I've written I've still not done a full length one this is just another wee uh kind of half an hour half an hour piece but um it would be a real cheering victory but at the same time and I said it before and I'll say it again like I really do believe that like the best piece should win. So if I don't win, I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, wah, wah, wah. I'm just going to be like, all right, well, I did my best. And um, someone who wrote a really beautiful piece of work that resonated more kind of got it. So it means a lot to me, but it means a lot to me even to be here. Well, somebody stop that awful din. Skip to the bit when he pees on her leg. Can I aim it? What? Can I, you know, point it while you shoot? Isn't a rifle stupid? Please. No, that's too weird. But I want to transcend all physical boundaries between us. You want to transcend all physical boundaries? Yes. 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 Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Oh my god. <laughs> you did not just do that. I did. Oh, I've got your pee on my sock, you actual shithead. Stop it! Oh my god, it's warm, it's warm, for fuck's sake! Stop it, I don't want your mum to hear. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what the sonnets are actually about. I suppose that you're wondering who these two people are. You know some things about them, primarily that when it comes to personal boundaries, they don't have many. You also know, or you think you know, their gender, hair colour, gait. You have assumed that they are lovers or like really fucked up siblings. And you'll be glad to know that you were right the first time. Let me introduce you to Sammy and Nathan. Well, really, I'm going to introduce you to Sammy first, or she's going to introduce herself, sort of, a poem. 
Here is a poem she wrote a few minutes after this interaction called Angler Love. A pair of lovers wandering, the sky blushes. Puffs of cloud sigh at regular intervals. Skin graced by pretty flecks of light. Meandering morning, almost melancholic. Almost teetering, tipping slowly, slowly. They do not feel the innocent drool, the constant drip. The licking wave of blackish mulch. Banks are not bursting, they are being forcefully eroded into utter trembling dust. Love is like a rose in that it wilts. Scaffolding collapses years later, buildings do too. The sweeping summer days are quickly encrusted by winter's numb breath. Why celebrate, celebrate that ephemeral burst of hollow joy? We are featureless fish slithering in thick ink towards more eternal nothingness. But do not be tempted by pretty flecks of light in the dark. You are its prey, because lurking somewhere behind that dangling glow is a pair of glazed eyes. They watch your infatuation carefully, waiting to pounce. Yeah, right. Pretty fucked up. Bet you weren't expecting that whole blackish mulch vibe after the pee nonchalance. And now, Nathan, watch and learn, people. I've written a poem. Oh, cool. Would you like to hear it? Uh, sure. Cool, good. Here it goes. A pair of lovers wandering. She's always writing these bloody depressive poems about love. Graced by pretty flecks of light. Oh wait, this one doesn't sound so bad. Meandering, morning, almost melancholic, almost teetering, tipping. Wait a second. They do not feel the incessant drool. There it is. Banks are not bursting, they are being forcefully eroded into. A wonderful fuck tonight. Love is like a rose in that it wilts. Remember those cool egos I read about? The ones that fucking want massive spiralling downwards motion, spinning and shit all the way until they're just about to hit the ground and then... ...are quickly encrusted by winter's numb breath. I wonder if sex feels good for animals. I mean, it's meant to be biological imperative, but then why is it so bloody tricky to get right? Eternal nothingness. Maybe I could just put my finger up her. Because lurking somewhere behind that dangling... As soon as she finishes, I'm just going to embrace her like a wild animal, but gently. Kiss her neck or something. It will work. Eats to go kick in. Something has to happen. Waiting to pounce. Oh my God, I'm so horny. Do you have an erection? No. You do? Were you even listening to my poem? Of course I was. I can't believe you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I just wanted to. Never mind. Perhaps I'm painting a rather harsh picture. Let's try this again. Let them introduce each other. After all, who could give a more accurate, unbiased profile of a person than their lover? Oh my God, you will never guess what Nathan did today. You just won't. Oh yeah, she's doing okay, thanks. So I was in bed weeping. Yeah, I think so. And I'm talking heaving tears, not cute little protagonist tears. I don't know. I'm talking... And he just, he asks me what's wrong. 
because obviously she might come over on Tuesday. And I say it in the most pathetic, little heartbroken voice. You can ask her all about it then. I already told don't you. I don't know, know if I was made to be loved. Then there's this long pause. Yeah, chicken fajitas so brilliant. And I look at him and he's staring really intensely at the wall. Mum, stop asking. I don't know what she's wearing to the dance. So I ask him what he's thinking. Of course she's mentioned it. I must have been distracted, that's all. And he responds with a, without a hint of concern or irony. Yeah, it could have been three or four times, but I... He goes, I haven't noticed that painting in years. It is not that Nathan does not love Sammy. She knows this to be the case. The issue is simply that his mind is on other things. His mind is on other things when it counts. His mind is on other things when it doesn't. This is, don't, don't tell me, a, a beech, no, a sycamore, or is it a chestnut? We've been walking for hours and he's paying more attention to the trees than me. It's definitely a sycamore. And it makes me feel like, well, it's hard to explain. So you can tell by the shape of the leaves and the bark, it's, it's a bit thicker than... It's like a sort of emptiness, not a sadness as such, more of a cavity, a quiet rot, a slight gnaw, but it's so hard to put into words and I don't, I don't Trees quite... Trees all linked together, you see. When one is smaller, the others feed it somehow. It takes them about seven minutes to realise I've stopped talking. And even then, it's not that he notices as such. It's more like he reaches the end of his train of thought, like I'm, like I'm not even here, like I'm... Not sure exactly how they manage it, maybe chemicals in their leaves or whatever, but they rely on each other and they have some way of communicating. It's like I'm just an extension of him. He may as well be talking to himself. Through the roots or something. An evolution thing, I expect. It doesn't even make me angry, it's just... I may not even realise they're doing it. Just this survival trick they've picked up. He's the only person I ever want to see. He's the only one. And and then we actually get round to seeing each other and it just doesn't... It's like he doesn't quite... We don't quite... Doubt we'll be able to find a chestnut here though, with all those bastard squirrels. We could just... I don't know. I don't know. that The emptiness is such a bother though. It's such an anti-climax. It's such a... Don't just stand there. What? We're looking for sweet chestnuts. Of course we are. What's that supposed to mean? I just wish you'd act like you loved me. A little more. I mean, I can see it, I suppose. And I do know it, I suppose. But you're just so absent-minded and it's so hard sometimes. I'm sorry for being insecure. I know it isn't like me. It doesn't feel much like me. But I just need... I don't know. I need... Could you just try? Sammy. You there? Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just tired. Oh, yeah? No. Can't you see? Can't you see? Can't you see that I'm fucking miserable? Can't you see what I need? Can't you just see that... Are I'm... you sure? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I just... Uh, we've been walking for ages, you know? Come here, sweet. Let's get you a mug of tea. She likes tea. Thanks. Maybe it would cheer her up. It's a bit cold. Or not. She seems sad. You seem sad. Oh no, don't don't worry. She's lying. I can see she's lying. 
probably would just rather keep it to herself. I need to change the subject. What can I tell her about? Please just know what to do. Just figure it out. I know just a thing. Just look, just... Do you want to know a really cool fact about scorpions? And thus, Sammy is sent spiralling inwards, curling like a centipede. Because surely to be loved is to be understood, to be seen. And if it is not to be seen, then what is it? Sammy is desperately struggling between two weighty prospects. Either what they have known to be love is not love at all, or it is. Either their own connection is too clunky and stuttering to ever exceed, or they were doomed to fail in the first place. Overall, the relationship felt rather sweet and honest, and although Sammy was flustered, dizzy, panicked, she knew that this fluster was a byproduct of her loving. So it was not that they were failing to bridge the gap, gap, gaping crevice between them. It was not they were inadequate. It was love. Love was the inadequate one. This is not what they had been promised. And what had they been promised? Let's go backwards a little bit. I love you. You do? So much, so much you can't even know. I, do you like scorpions? Scorpions? I love scorpions. You, I love you. I love you. I love you. She's so beautiful. You're, you're so beautiful. Oh, I wish you'd kiss me. Would you kiss me, please? How very sweet. I wonder how much relationships would never have even gotten started without some alcohol-induced bravery. But we need to go back further. Hi. I love you completely and utterly. Ever since you forced me to try that happy hippo, I've loved you. And I don't really want to go home because it's actually physically taxing, a little bit at least. Not to be melodramatic, to be away from you. Your hair is so beautiful, Noreen. I think about you when I jerk off, but not even in a sex way. I just think about your face and freckles under your eyes and the appearance you always wear and the smell of your perfume. When you accidentally left your jacket at my house and it completely stank of sweat, not the cute musky type either, either just like proper rancid B.O. And I still kept it and smelt it because it was yours. I dream about you at night. Oh, I'm terrified of sex, but also want you to rip my clothes off and take me right here. The thought of touching you makes me a little sick with nerves. Do you know that I love you? Is it obvious? Am I blushing? I wonder if she likes scorpions. Hey. Hey. We share a soul. Without you, I am nothing. You complete me. You are my other half. See you around then? Yeah, sure. Bye. Love you. Love you. Do you hear it? That eerie dependency? Ladies and gentlemen, we found it. The issue. The root of this whole damn issue. What is the issue again? The issue is simple. Sammy has a hollow. False. False. The issue is not that Sammy has a hollow. I repeat, the issue is not that Sammy has a hollow. And once again, they are walking. Our pair spend 
a rather a lot of their time walking pointedly, simply to turn around and come home again. Nathan is fascinated by the trees. Still, and still, Sammy tries desperately to make sense of that which she feels, or that which she does not feel. How beautiful, how completely stunning. There aren't many elm trees left in these parts, you know? All these tree-ravaging diseases, destroying the beasts. It'll be us next. She isn't listening to me. What is this? I may as well not fucking be here. Why did she even suggest coming if she doesn't want me here? A hollow. A hollow. There shouldn't be a hollow. There shouldn't be a fucking hollow. Not here. Not with him. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm not going to talk about the trees anymore. That's a gorgeous weeping birch, though. My God. Oh, shit. You stopped talking. If there are alders around here, there must be goldfinches. Maybe even a caterpillar in the leaves. She's still not said anything. Weird. Oh shit, he's gone quiet, he's gone quiet, he's gone quiet. Why has he gone quiet like that? Oh no, what have I done? My darling friend. What on earth is wrong with her? What is wrong with me? I don't, I don't know. know. You're being weird. Am I? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. How? Maybe he'll know. Maybe he can see. Maybe he can tell me. Maybe... I don't know. You're quiet. We are often quiet, but you're like pointedly quiet. Like I want something from you. Like I need something from you. But what? What is it that I need? Why are you being like this? I don't know. It's like sometimes when you... I just... I feel so lonely when I'm with you. For example, with the trees, it's like you, you're more interested in the trees than me or something. You're angry with me because I like naming trees. No. Are you being fucking serious right no, now? No, that's not it. I didn't make myself clear. No I just... It's Sammy, but that's fucking odd behaviour right there. You're literally jealous of me looking at trees. For fuck's sake, will you just shut up? Sometimes I just feel like we don't have anything left to say to one another. Would you say that? Because I'm trying to make you understand what I'm feeling. And you won't see, so I've had to show you, but it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. I just wanted to show you what it is to have a dent, to have a little bit of hollowness. That's what I was trying to do when I said that shitty thing just there. But it hasn't worked. And I just feel like shit for being mean. I don't know. I, I didn't mean it, okay? I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Then why did you say it? To make you see me, that's all. Fucking hell, Sammy, answer me already. Oh, I don't know, okay? It was an impulse. It was just an impulse. I should never have said it, all right? I'm sorry. I just don't understand why you'd say... I didn't mean it, okay? It was stupid. I was just being stupid, that's all. She doesn't care about me anymore. This is making me miserable. She won't tell me what she's thinking, ever. She won't touch me. She doesn't. She can't. There's no way on earth she loves. Do you forgive me? What? Can we just move past this? Okay, fine. I forgive you, whatever. I brought hobnobs. Good choice. I don't want to keep feeling like this. I don't want to keep feeling like this. 
everyone has identified a problem. You, the audience, they, the characters, and me, whatever I am. So what is your diagnosis? Miscommunication, insecurity, narcissism, disrespect, incompatibility, and a treatment. I'm vying for the whole thing ending ASAP personally, but we are forgetting something crucial. This was all love was. To Sammy, it was Nathan, and to Nathan, it was Sammy. It's the curl of your eyelash. The spring in the heel of your walk. I mean, what am I supposed to do when your eyelashes fall out? Where will I be? When you walk away one day and never come back and I never see the little blonde upwards curl ever again, you will walk away and you will take an entire chunk of me with you. I'll never be able to walk alongside another human being. And that tiny spring resides all the love in the world. To you is to turn my back on love. It's to walk off into the chilled world alone forever. It's to single-handedly. It is to be incomplete. It is to ache. It is to throb. It is to expire. And so we must try. We have no choice. Even if things are a bit shit. Even if they are a bit painful. They cannot compare. They will not compare. To the loveless alternative. To the loveless life. Better to suffer here. Suffer together. Than to expire. We do not yet understand and so we must go further still. Sammy will now read us every love quote decorative in her house. Love is all you need. All you need is love. Live, laugh, love. A picture of Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And Piglet says, how do you spell love? Piglet says, you do not spell it, you feel it. On a plant pot, let love grow. When you love what you have, you have everything you need. Love lives here. Love, dream, live, faith, hope, love. Love is an adventure. All you need is love and a dog. And now Nathan will give a dramatic reading of his favourite ever song lyrics. Dreams are like angels. They keep bad at bay, bad at bay. Love is delight, scaring darkness away. Yeah, I'm so in love with you. Purge the soul. Make love your goal. The power of love, a force from above, cleaning my soul. Flame on burnt desire, love with tongues of fire. Purge the soul, make love your goal. All of us fucking worship love. Our houses are shrines to it. Our literature, our art, our everything, really. Trumpeting one rather boring messages, love is God, 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 etc, etc, etc. And not only that, love completes you. But that is not true. Not true at all. Love is really quite a simple thing. To be comfortable with a person or something. I, I don't pretend to be that much of an expert. But love is like a glass of cold water. Otherwise it's sludge. Otherwise Sammy was right. Allow me to demonstrate. Nathan has gone to sleep. He's always fucking doing this. In the middle of a conversation when I'm upset, if he were upset, I wouldn't even be able to sleep. The sludge crawls up her nostrils, slithering into her organs, clogging the lungs, caressing the vessels, digesting the bowels, expanding, contracting, sending the body lumpy and in agony to a slick black nothingness. Light cannot be found in any direction. Light cannot be found in any direction. Pretty intense, right? 
he doesn't love me. He cannot love me. He's going to amble off into the horizon and I will never love another human soul again. And he's going to take a great big chunk of me with him. And I'm going to be left a hollow thing. Super intense. And Sammy will spiral into sleep. And though the rest of this relationship, she will wax and wane. And sometimes she will love him in a breathless way. And sometimes it will be the heaviest thing in the world. The great weight of first love is simply that there has not yet been a second. This is what love was to them. To Sammy, it was Nathan. To Nathan, it was Sammy. I don't want to keep feeling like this. Feeling like what? Like always being the bothered one. Your head is always up in the trees or whatever, and, it's, it, and like I'm left behind here. You are this big painful thing for me and I think that the worst thing is that you don't seem to understand that I am hurting all I want is for you to see me you know and so often you just don't and that's really really difficult for me Whoa. yeah you know it's sort of hard because I ask you all the time if you're okay and you always say that you are usually you insist that you are so I'm sorry and I'll try a bit harder but you have to be honest with me about what's going on, okay? Okay. And when you get all huffy and ignore me and stuff, it's actually really hard on me. It makes me feel like a right dickhead. Like, well, it, it makes me doubt whether you even want to. Anyway, just know I feel disconnected as well sometimes, okay? Okay. Are you? Am I what? Are you okay? I don't know. I don't know, really. I love you. I love you too. Truly. Truly. You know, I read this really cool thing about hawks. Of course you did. Want to hear about them? Go on. So when they mate, they meet in mid-air before spiralling, literally corkscrewing downwards as a pair, gripping as tightly as they can to one another. And then they plummet and plummet until literal moments before smashing to their deaths in the ground. They're done. That's sort of cool, actually. Kind of poetic. Would make a really good poem. Written any poems about the ravaging pointlessness of love recently? Nope. Really? Yeah. Really, really? Yeah. You haven't stopped writing poetry, I hope. No. So you aren't writing about the ravaging pointlessness of love. What are you writing? Well, I've written about things happening eternally, sort of. Oh, like over and over again? Yeah, I've written a poem about that. Can I hear it? Absolutely not. Come on. You'd never have brought it up if you didn't want to read it to me. Okay, fine, but it's embarrassing and shit. It's, uh, it's not like the other ones. It's different. Read it. Oh, I don't want to. I really don't want to. You really do. Okay, 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 but I hate you. No, you don't. <clears throat> okay, shut up and listen. Consider me shut up. <clears throat> I beg you, do not fear the seething grasp of a universe we inhabit. Do not fear the wax and the wane and the expand, contract, spit out, swallow up, stomp, start, edible, feather world. It simply allows for me and you to meet eternally. I am always sprightly somewhere at the sight of you, so even death will not part us. We will meet again. And it will mean nothing. But my dear, don't you see, we will meet again. It's cute. 
I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I don't know. It's a nice sentiment. But? But? Come on, spill what you really think. It's just, well, well yeah, it's, it's sweet that we meet eternally and all that, but, but so long as that's the case, the Holocaust is also eternal. Jesus! Well, it's true. I know, but I wrote you a cute little poem about love, and now you're talking about the Holocaust. I, I like the poem. I don't anymore. Oh, Sammy, I'm sorry. I, I should have kept quiet. Ugh, it's better to be honest. Plus, you're right. About what? Well, stuff is, suffering is as eternal as love or whatever. If only we were both spiralling egos. If only. Hey, do you want to? Do you want to have sex? Um... No, no pressure, no pressure. I, I thought I just, I just thought I'd ask it. With, what with the transcending physical boundaries and spiralling egos? Well, I do want to break down all our phys physical barriers until we merge together like conjoined twins. Plus, maybe if we have sex now, then we'll always be having sex, sort of. But we'll also always be not having sex, no? Maybe. Just just now, as far as we know, we are existing in a universe where we eternally will never bang. But if we did bang, then we are existing in a universe where somewhere we are eternally having sex. Okay, that's enough of eternal sex chat. So, is that a no? Uh, no. No, like, no, I don't want to, or no, like, no, it isn't a no? Let's do it. Okay, cool. Sammy consoles herself with notions of eternity. No matter what happens, her love exists somewhere. And so she can keep her head out of the sludge. For a little while, at least. So. So. I'll miss you. I wish... I wish we didn't have to. I wish I could stay. Say something. I guess uh, we go now. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Please don't. Say something. Just be careful. Please be safe. I don't want know what I'd do if... I'm not going to Iraq, Nick. No, no, you're not. It's just Newcastle. You could maybe visit me sometimes. If you can, there's, if there's time and we could get a coffee. Yeah, yeah, of course. I can't visit you. I won't. I won't be able to look at you. That would be nice. Oh, for fuck's sake, just say it. Say it and go. But then... Then we... This is utterly shit, is it not? So shit. Maybe we could just get it over with. Yeah, just do it, you know. Rip off the plaster. Okay, okay, you go first. Well, I don't want to. Neither do I. Okay, fine, should we do it together then? Yeah, okay, on three. Okay, one, two... Wait, 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 wait. What? On three or after three? On three. Okay. One, wait, does that mean that we say it instead of three? Yes. Right. Oh, fuck this. One, two, goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. I love you. Okay, just go. Let's just... Turn around. Head off. No waving, no final glances. Just... Just go. Okay. Okay. We said not to do that. Yeah, we did. I love. I'll miss you terribly. You too. You know that though. I suppose there isn't much else to say. One thing left. To walk away. Goodbye. Goodbye. And so, our pair turned their back on love. They walked off into the sunset knowing that this was the end.
knowing that there never would be another one. And now they crumble. Only kidding. Life will put a rat trap on your big toe if that's what it takes to drag us along. Much to Sammy's surprise, love turns out to be an inevitability. It expanded much further than this boy and his distractedness. Nice to meet you. I'm Sammy. Bloody freezing outside, is it not? Let me peel off my 18 layers. So what do you do? I completely love your shirt, by the way. <laughs> that reminds me of when me and my friends. Nicholas Cage is the fucking worst. You are so beautiful. Happy Valentine's. I don't know if it's really your thing, but it felt like I should do something. Come to Italy with me this summer. I love you. Oh, Mom, this is... Wow, time fucking oh, flies when... Shit, shit, shit. I can't believe... I signed the deed today. My water's just broke right now, I think. I do. Sammy? Nathan? Oh my god! Oh my god! Since when do you? Is that a tattoo? Oh yeah, I got this. Uh, oh god, I got this years ago. What? What? I don't even know what to ask. It's been such a long time. Shit. Yeah, and I, I've got a meeting. I'm already late, actually. Are you saying that to get rid of me? No, that's that's my office building. That one right there. Okay, well, go. Don't be late on my account. But. They know how life shifted by now. They know that promises of coffee will go unfulfilled. Are you doing well? Are you happy? Yeah, I am, Sammy. I really um, got a kid and everything. What about you? In this moment, just for a moment, Sammy remembers something. She remembers a futile attempt to transcend all physical boundaries, a splash of piss that surprised both of them, if they were honest. She remembers feeling crooked with laughter, and even more quietly, she remembers a poem about eternity. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. Good actually, I'm good. We'll get some coffee sometime, catch up. Sure thing. And thus, they part. Did you enjoy the production? Gracie said, I hope that this competition serves as proof that the global pandemic has not put a stop to creativity from our young people. Writers and actors alike have worked hard and very unnatural conditions to bring this work to the wider public and I hope that it makes them laugh or cry or feel slightly less alone. If you would like for Gracie to win the Greyhill competition, go to our website www.thegreyhill.com forward slash script comp. See the description for more details on this podcast and for further information on our competition. Check out the next episode as we listen to Memento Mori, written by Emily Newbold, starring Jill O'Connor. I'm Barry Robertson and you've been listening to Insights, the podcast a production from The Grey Hill. Visit thegreyhill.com and become an exclusive member for free where you get behind the scenes footage and all the latest information before everyone else. Listen to this production again wherever you access our podcasts and look out for our exclusive Spotify episodes. Join me next week for another Insight podcast.